Welcome to the Waiting for a Sign series podcast, where we dive deeper into the content from Sunday's message. This week, we'll be having our lead pastor, Drew Karshner, joining us. Thanks for being here, Drew. Man, it's great to be here. Excited. This is the Waiting for a Sign series podcast. So, hey, my name's Aaron Hickson. I am the Henrietta Campus Pastor, and we're so glad you're with us here on the podcast, talking through some things. And we are, of course, here with the man, the myth, the legend, Drew Karshner, our lead pastor. Thanks for joining us. Looking forward to hearing from you a little bit about uh, God's will and all that stuff from this series, man. Yeah, it's great to be here. Excited. Yeah. So, okay, as we're rolling, I just got to say it's now football season, which to me means a couple of things. It means the death of baseball season, which is sad to me, um, but whatever. And also, of course, it means that your Cowboys are rolling. And I... Ezekiel Elliott, I think he now is like, I don't know, is he playing the footballs with you or something? What's the, how does this work? What's the deal with the Cowboys? He's going to be running the football for the Dallas Cowboys for a long time. And let me tell you, I am excited about it. It's going to be a great year for the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, I believe this. They are God's team. And, you know, there's a reason why when Jesus came, he used a star to show people where where it was and man oh my goodness the star on that helmet reminds me of this is unbearable right now (laughs) i hate this so much so i think it's gonna be a super bowl run for the cowboys so is he didn't where did he went to ohio state is that where he went to college at least he had good roots i mean but like dallas this is and in the whole contract thing to me just reveals the man's not a team player in my opinion but you know speaking of the contract i just believe it was god's will that he was going to be signed and we're ready to roll dude i feel like you're wanting so hard to segue into this podcast and i just need the record to show that god does not care about the dallas cowboys (laughs) or anything about stars no oh my goodness i have no comment on that (laughs) okay anyway let's jump in for real this series waiting for a sign is what i've been looking forward to for a while um, and I think that it's just so relevant for everyday lives. All of us are making decisions um, and and hard decisions, you know, life-altering decisions. In many cases, this time of year can be a time when when people's really their their next couple of years are charted or maybe even the next couple of decades are decided in these times of year as school starts and um, people are choosing um, you know, majors and colleges and uh, schools. So anyway, there's, there's a lot going on in that way. But I know that there are misconceptions with the will of God. People think rightly and wrongly. And I know that there are some big ones that you've, we've talked about even in preparing for this series. So what do you feel like if there's one thing that people get wrong about the will of God, uh, what, what's like the biggest thing that people struggle with? Yeah, I, I think when it comes to God's will, I, I, I think people have a tendency to think God only has one plan for their life. So I'm looking for a spouse. There's only one guy or girl in the world that God has for me. And Mm. I think we often look at God's will and we narrow it down to this one path. And if we don't find this one path, man, we miss God's will. And what that does for a lot of us is it puts pressure. Oh yeah. Man, most of the people who follow God, they want to do what's right. They want to know the right decision. And thinking through the lens of God's will, thinking there's only one path, this creates a lot of pressure on people to make the right decision and not get it wrong. And I think one of the greatest misconceptions is that that reality, that there is only one path. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, as we walk through this series, I think what we're going to discover is God's will is not that hard to discover, really. It's not just this one narrow path, but God, through His desires, through His Word, through His Spirit, and through people, He kind of gives us boundaries boundaries to follow that 
and inside of those boundaries, there's a lot of freedom to make choices. Yeah, and and I think with that being a misconception, there's big dangers, right? Because if you if you really do think that there's only one uh, college or spouse or you know like conversation you need to have with kids or the timing of this one conversation. And if you miss it, that God's like, oh, see, I was going to help you or like, I was going to bless this, but like, ah, you sort of, you know, you're going to get like an 80% of my support because of you chose the wrong one. People that leads them to, I think sometimes like this really superstitious kind of like, I'm always looking, you know, even the idea of waiting for a sign, like I'm looking for God to either write in into clouds or I had this feeling or like hocus pocus, spooky you know, the bird flew across my path and what that meant for me was, and it's like, it just gets so weird and, and honestly dangerous. Yeah. I think a, a, a lot of Christians today read way too much into things, you mm. know, and I, this weekend I told a story of spinach in my wife's teeth and how <laughs> yes. that was a sign from God. And yeah. it's, it's crazy how we can buy into all of that. Like, and, and by all means, we see God uses, using signs in scripture, mm-hmm. but I think on a regular basis, that's not how God reveals his will to us. I mean, right. we have the revelation of his word and his spirit. And one thing I, I think the danger of following God's will that way is it can lead to a lot of discouragement and mm-hmm. looking over your shoulder yeah. is, man, I make it a choice and it might not go the way I thought it was. And now all of, automatically I, I assume that wasn't God's will for my right. life. Like, right. oh man, I look, I, I evaluate every decision based on how it goes. If it goes good, it was obvious God's will, obviously God's will. And if it goes bad, I made the wrong choice. And right. that's not, that's not the case. That's, yeah. you know, oftentimes you can make the right choice and the results aren't what we always want. Yeah. And that goes back to like, what is it that God actually wants for us? And what he wants for us is not smooth sailing, you know, everything up and to the right and always going well. What he wants for us is to be more like Christ. And that comes sometimes best through hard times. Yes. And so if you think a hard time means God's not in this, you're, you're going to miss God's work in your life in difficult times when you were doing, quote, what he wanted, or namely what you had the freedom to choose, because all he was really after was your godliness and your growth. Right. So um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of dangers in yeah, that. Yeah. And understanding there's freedom to choose, mm. it takes a lot of that second guessing away. Right. Knowing that God has placed boundaries and there's freedom to choose, it makes me feel like, oh, okay, I made the choice. I knew I was in the boundaries of God's word and his spirit that, that led me. And I'm not looking over my shoulder anymore because I know I had the freedom to choose within the boundaries God has set for me. Yeah, it creates confidence. And I'll say too, in my personality, I do less second guessing. Oh, what if I had and what if, what if I hadn't? Um, because I'm indecisive, it shows up for me on the front end. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, it leads me to indecision. I just don't decide because mm-hmm. I'm paralyzed. I, analysis paralysis for me, like I just don't choose anything because I don't want to choose the wrong thing. For a more pers- decisive personality like you, if somebody had this misconception, they might be just like, you know, choose, 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 and then look back at all those choices and wonder. I would just literally never choose. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting that you brought that up because I think our personalities... Uh, help yes. us decipher how we view God's will. Hugely. You know, Aaron, you and I are good friends. We <laughs> hang out all the time. And True. what's interesting about us is we are so different. You're as uh, different <laughs> as can Yeah, be. I mean, we're like oil and water. Uh, and what's interesting is you're very logical. You know, you you calculate things. I'm more, I'm a feeler. You know, right. I, I, I run a lot of things through the lens of my feelings. And mm-hmm. I think knowing who you are can help you understand some dangers when it comes to right. deciphering God's will. For me, it's like, man, I could I could allow my feelings to lead me down a path that is definitely not God's will, but I can feel like it's God's right. will. I mean, I think we see this all in the news, uh, you know, people saying like, oh, I felt like God told me to, to shoot people, or I felt like God told me to leave my spouse. And yeah. 
we have to measure our feelings within the boundaries of truth. Yeah. And so for me, you know, my personality, I gotta, I gotta sometimes ignore my feelings. Right. And for, and for me, I guess, because I'm more on the thinking or the analysis side of things, I have to make sure that I'm not so thought or logic driven that I never either step out in faith or make a decision at all, or even take the next hill or dream a little, like I can get so lost in a spreadsheet that I don't you know, take risks for God's kingdom because I'm so lost in, you know, the details and the bottom line and that kind of stuff. But for us in our personalities, I feel like let's just assume we're inside of the framework of God's will. Like, let's just say you and I are making a decision about buying a house or anything, whatever, any kind of life decision, what school to go to. And let's assume we're inside of the freedom of God's will. Like you described, we've gone through the filters of other people in our life and we're, we're left with a few options in our hand, those tiny little green balls that you use in the illustration. Let's say we have a few of those in our hands. Our personalities, you and me, we we view God's will the exact same way theologically. Like we're on the yep. same page. We we work together to to produce sermons. So like we, we believe the same thing about right. sermons. I mean about this theologically. Um, but I think the way that you and I are going to choose between the three or four or five or ten options that are within God's will is so dependent on our personalities, yeah. and we feel that even in the workplace sometimes. Where no doubt where we have leadership decisions to make. Um, and I'm the kind of guy who's like, Hey bro, I've been thinking about this. And usually that means I have a spreadsheet with a lot of data and like, it's, you have spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. They're tabulating against each other and it's all color coded and like, here's what I'm thinking, but I can't decide. And you look at it and immediately are just like, bro, just this, it's yeah. just the thing that you should do. <laughs> and I think knowing who you are is really important. So, and, and I think, being okay with who you are. Mm-hmm. I think there's some dangers with your personality that mm-hmm. you have to know when it comes to discerning God's will. Right. But there's also some benefits. Right. For you, you've thought about everything. Right. You've you've put it down on a spreadsheet. And so mm-hmm. you have collected data and you have thought through this logically. And mm-hmm. so your biggest thing is like, man, I just got to trust God at some point. Like right. I got to make a decision and say, man, th- this is faith. Like I'm right. trusting you, God, to provide or whatever it is. But then I also think for me, it's like sometimes... I'm just going to go trust in, in faith. And I haven't thought about all the details. It's <laughs> right. like, holy smokes, I need to slow down. And I, I think the cool thing about our relationship is we balance each other out. And sure. I think with fi- like the filter system is surrounding yourself with people who are different than you. Because there's times where I'm like, Aaron, dude, you got to trust God. And there's times where Drew, you're like, Drew, you probably we, should think, think about this. You need a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. that's the whole point of mm. that filter illustration is getting people in your life to help you discern God's will, surrounding yourself, knowing your weaknesses, knowing the dangers your personality brings, and allowing people to come alongside you. Yeah, yeah. And I think with... Um, this can cause frustrations, right? Like maybe you're married to somebody that's different than you, or you work closely with somebody who's different than you. And it can feel like you have to be joking. This is another one of those. Like I'm, I'm certain you sometimes go home, uh, not that we're always in the same room making decisions together, but like, I'm certain sometimes you go home and like, Ashley, Aaron with the spreadsheets, like it's (laughs) driving me nuts. And I'll go home and like, Lauren, it's, it's unbelievable. He's just like flying by the seat of his pants or whatever. And that's, frustrating at times, or maybe with your spouse, you're like, you have to be kidding. We just have to go. Like, it doesn't matter where we're going on vacation. I just want to leave or whatever. So those are, those can be frustrations, but we need to learn to see them as like one of us doesn't have a corner on discovering the one will of God, partially because that's not a thing. (laughs) Like what God wants for us is to grow. What God wants for our church is to make more and better disciples. And so how we go about this, our personalities help tailor and ultimately shape 
in a more holistic and rounded way, we're, we're assuming we're not making sinful decisions because that's sort of the basic framework. That's the yep. obvious layer of yep. the filter. But down to like, we've, if we've got six decisions in our hands, it's just good for you and I to go like, well, I got a spreadsheet and well, I got a feeling and yep. we'll, we'll battle it out. And at the end of the day, it's unlikely we're going to make a decision that's unhelpful or not best. When you've got a multitude of counselors and different personalities and approaches, you've got a real good shake at leading in a direction that's going to be beneficial. Yeah, and I think that's why those tiers of that filter that we we walk through are so important. The obvious is, man, that can be a, a lot of different people. Right. But as you go down that filter system, the, it narrows the, the amount of people that can be in that. And you think of that last filter, like fit. Those are people who know you. Right. You know, they know intricate details about your life. So that's like your wife, your your parents, your closest friends that have have, have walked through life with you that know your struggles, know your passions. Mm. And I think those are so important when it comes to those fine details of discovering what God, the options God has for you, because, you know, certain people can give me wisdom. You right. know, an expert can give me wisdom on finances, but the expert might not know my dreams, my mm. my desires, my passions, but my dad or my wife, she knows those. Right. And she can give this extra layer that no one else can. And I think as you work down through that filter, you got to know, you got to have the right people in the right place. The obvious, like, hey, this is a sinful choice. This is just a bad investment. Yeah. Like most people can give you that. But then yeah. as you go down, you got wise people. You want to find experts. So this could be a professional. This could be just a friend who is really good at construction, who's really good at finances, who's bought four different homes, who has a business. Mm-hmm. But then you get down to that last layer. Oh, and one, one more thing in that in that thing, I think like a professional could be a book. Like right, John exactly. Maxwell, here's, here's a leadership guru who you've never met. He actually could speak into your situation and help you think about wisdom. And you've never met him. Yes. It's, he's it's just a, a subject point. matter expert. Yes. Yeah, sorry. So you get down to the last layer. So that last layer is is so important because it's so detailed to who you are are, mm-hmm. you know, and a book can't do that. Right. Yeah. Someone, a surface level friendship can't do that, but it's only a small amount of people who know, man, Hey, Drew is terrible at grammar. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. I, the cat is out of the bag. Like I can't write an email without Grammarly. Oh, if, if you're like me, just, just a side uh, note, I'm going to push Grammarly. Grammarly, if you want to sponsor this podcast, yeah, you can. Yeah. Actually, um, will, I'll just, I'll make sure we reach out to them. <laughs> it has changed my it's life. Free, it has way, changed though. my emails and how people perceive yeah. me. And yeah, sure. most people, you know, not everybody knows that about me. If they get an email from me, they might not know that <laughs> about might, me. It doesn't, maybe it wouldn't take long, but. But uh, my, you know, if I come to my wife and I'm like, hey, baby, I, I feel like I should write a book. The first thing she's going to say to me, because she knows me and she knows my weaknesses, she knows my struggles. She's going to say, Drew, I love that you're, you're excited about that. But just think about these three things. You mm-hmm. need to, if you're going to do this, find someone who's good at grammar. Your boy needs an editor. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And not just an Uh, editor, like three editors. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that that's so big because, uh, you know, let's just use that book illustration. There's a world in which that makes it past the other filters, right? So like the the first filter of the obvious, I want to write a book. Well, if somebody were to just look at you like, Okay, lead pastor of a of a growing church, and he probably has things worth saying. And uh, okay, sure, write a book. You right. know, it makes it past the. There's nothing 
obviously glaring that you shouldn't do. The next layer of wisdom, you could talk to a, you know, an editor or a publisher and they're like, oh yeah, I really loved this sermon series you did. Like that has potential. And like, we could turn that into a book, blah, blah, blah. And it's now made it, now it's in this final category where like nothing has stopped this. It's certainly not displeasing to God. It's not going to put you in financial risk. There's nothing big. There's no boulders in the way, but a publisher isn't going to know like, uh, you know, maybe putting these words together in a, you know, in a grammatically accurate fashion isn't just number one skill set. And and somebody close to you is going to know that. So they're yes. going to offer you a piece of insight that you could ask a million people, but there are only a certain number who are going to know that about you, who are going to bring to light maybe an elimination factor that, that nobody else could have could have brought. Exactly. And, and that doesn't eliminate that decision from me, but right. it just offers another layer of protection for right. me. And, and this is just actually, I'm glad all this came up because this is a great chance for us to to promote the fact that Drew is going to be publishing a book um, in the next couple of days. It's it's going to be dropping here soon. That's um, right. It's I think it's about the, the Dallas title? Cowboys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's the Just title? for the record, that is not true. And um, if I did publish a book, it'd be a children's book with like <laughs> 25 words. Oh, that is awesome. Are you the illustrator as well? Are you really good at drawing? We're going to let Joel do the coloring <laughs> okay. for the book. So That sounds, that sounds amazing. Um, yeah, somebody with a couple of kids, I will most certainly... Get it from the library. I'm not spending money on that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you at but, all. Yeah, okay. And, and with that, with personality, I think another thought to bring into this is just the fact that we need to allow our personalities, I think, to influence decision-making. Again, we need to assume we're within the framework of pleasing God. And that's what the rest of this series is about, is kind of building that framework around yep. the rule of God. And you'll, you'll sort of get, in throughout the series, you're going to get the sense that the bottom line of all these messages is basically the same. There's a framework, but there are always options left. And there are multiple options, and we... We honestly just have to choose. Yep. And it might sound weird to say, but God like doesn't care. <laughs> we, yeah. we choose, and, and, you know, I don't want to overstate that, but he, we have freedom to choose. Yeah, I think at some level that's true. Like if you follow the path that God has laid out for us for his will, there, you get to a place where there are options and God doesn't have one out of those options. He's just like, listen, I don't care what you choose. That college, you've walked through the framework that I created. That I, You worked through the process. I think that's the big thing. People have to understand, God created a process for us to find his will. Right. And if as long as we walk through that process, if we're left over with four decisions, four colleges, four homes to buy, yeah. four, you know, whatever it is, God's like, good news, pressure's off. You got this. Pick one. Yeah. And, and I think that we, we're, what we're doing is we're asking God sometimes, like, show me a sign. We're asking him to reveal something that he's actually given to us as a responsibility. Like, no, no, no I asked you to make a call. Yes. <laughs> like, do this. And, and, and that's where I think, again, our personalities come into it, because that's actually a whole other factor that we're not really even going to talk about in this series, that God influenced our decision making in a way that's super subtle, and that is by wiring us with a personality and right. with gifts and with interests and whatever. And so, like... If you were to come to me and say, like, you know, whatever, I want to I wanna become an English professor, I might go, like, dude, are you... I know you, and I know, like, who you are and what you're interested in. That doesn't seem like a good fit. Right. But, like, you are really excited about whatever else it is that you're excited about, like, home projects. That seems to be a thing you really love. So if you were to come to me and, and talk about something like that, I'd be like, yeah, dude, that... I, from what I can tell, that makes total sense in your mm-hmm. personality. Or if you're the kind of person... I, I know this is... This happens with people, even like at the Henrietta campus, I get to interact with college students from time to time, and they're, they're often wrestling through these kind of decisions. And whether they're asking me or they're even advising me, sometimes it's like, hey, look, you're not, you don't love being in front of people, and you, know, you get really nervous whenever you have like a speech class or whatever. 
why are you majoring in communications? Right, exactly. Like, don't ignore the personality that God gave you. That might itself be significant. Steering, you, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think steering is a good word. And I think that's I think that's what's hard about sometimes reading the Bible is, right. you know, what's interesting about the Bible is when you read the Bible, there's a lot of times in God's word where God gives people a sign, you know? Yeah. But there's also a lot of examples in the Bible where people aren't getting a sign from God. They're just living life and they're mm-hmm. following God's commands and his desires. Right. What's hard is we read the Bible and we see what people do, but we don't know their personality. Yeah. We, we don't, like Paul, we don't know his, we, we can make assumptions, but we didn't sit and hang out with Paul. And I think sometimes it's hard because you don't know these people's personalities. And so yeah. you don't know, did that play a role in that? Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that as you, we walk through this, our personality does play a pretty significant role in who God created us to be and the decisions that we should be making. And even in choosing a major or a career or a spouse or things like that, I think we need to have the freedom to allow the personality, interest, gifts, and excitedness that God has given us. Don't feel bad when those weigh into your decision-making. So if you've got five colleges to choose from and you're trying to decide on a major, and again, you've filtered all this, it's pleasing to God, you can actually make money in this career someday, and you're trying to decide between architecture and accounting, and you're kind of like, I don't know, there's just this part of me that gets like really excited about the idea of like designing a building or creating a structure that somebody gets to live in or work in, or and you're kind of like, oh, yeah. I get stoked, but like, am I allowed to feel excited about this? Yeah, or go whatever? for it, yeah. And and that's the that's the thing I think we need to almost like be released in this freedom to like you've got a choice. I, God's not going to be like, oh, seriously, they chose architecture or like, <laughs> come on, what were you thinking with accounting? Like that's not how God's going to operate. Well, and, and also in the midst of that, if you do to- choose architecture and you get halfway through it and you're like this is not what I thought. Mm -hmm. It's not like if you go and move to accounting, God's like, they missed it. I had a thing for them. I had this for them and they're, they totally, no. They were going to be the next world renowned architect. And now what am I going to do? Exactly. It's okay to switch. You know, there it's, again, it's, it come back to this misconception of it's not just one path. Mm -hmm. It's stay within the boundaries God has created. And he gives you the freedom to bounce within those boundaries. Totally. And all of this, um, as we were preparing and working through it leading up to this series, a book that was super influential, you know, in my thinking years ago, and, and I even reread it, um, and I know that we've talked through it, and you, you've read it as well, Drew, is Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. And yeah, he talks read. a lot about this. Highly recommend anybody that's making decisions, which is all of us, especially young people. It really speaks to a lot of these tensions, does it in a very articulate, helpful way. You'll hear things, and I mean, read things in that book that will sound familiar from the series. Yep. And one of the things he even talks about is like, it's okay to follow passions and do that kind of thing. And also don't feel like you're in entire life needs to like feel as if it's perfectly within your passion gift set or it's a waste of time. Like, no, there are things that we just do. And like life is a little bit more humdrum than we have been allowed to believe in our like chase your dreams, follow your heart culture. Sometimes it's a little bit humdrum and that's okay. But also it's okay to get excited about something and chase it down. That's right. All of that is okay inside of the framework of pleasing God. And all of that we get an awesome picture of what options are available when we allow the people that God has placed in our life uh, to influence our decisions. Well said, dude. And hopefully this helps. Hopefully, man, this kind of steers us in the right direction. We're going to unpack this even more in the next three weeks of this series. So, you know, hey, keep listening and we'll continue to unpack some of these things. Yeah. Thank you, Drew, for taking the time, giving us your thoughts. Um, I know I continue to look forward to each week. I know HenFam benefits all of our campuses. Love hearing from you um, on important issues like this. So thanks for all you're doing. Looking forward to a few more weeks. Yeah. I love doing it. Thanks.
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you found it uh, helpful or at least somewhat entertaining with the ridiculousness and that maybe you're looking forward to buying uh, Drew's kid's book. But we'd love to hear from you and get your questions. We're looking to spend the last week of this podcast just answering questions submitted by you guys, the, the listeners of our church. And maybe you even want direction on your specific life situation. That's the kind of thing we're looking to hear from you about. So you can call and leave a voicemail at this number or text it. It's 585 585- 484-7636. 585-484-7636. You call, leave a voicemail or text. We're going to spend all of our time in the last week, hopefully just answering those questions. So again, thanks for listening to the Waiting for a Sign series podcast. <laughs>